Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It is a Thursday and I am excited to be here, double checking my sound check before I jump into this message today. Before I jump into the message today, hang on one second. Normally it doesn't take me this long to get here. Let's see here. Day. Okay, awesome. Sound check is great. Good morning, Ida Lynn. Um, so today's message is, I don't even remember what I just named it just that quickly. I think it's just one tool. And so again, my name is Latasha Martin. If this is your first time watching me on live stream, if you are on YouTube, go ahead and give me a follow and to uh, like so that you can get this morning message and more. If you're on Periscope, if you want to give us some hearts. And then if you are on Facebook, that means you are a part of a special group called the Collaborators. So good morning and welcome and thank you for joining again today. Um, I am thrilled to be here because each morning, Monday through Friday, we give a motivational moment message that's based on a biblical principle. I can't say a moment because normally the message goes a little bit longer than a moment. So let me go ahead and begin with prayer and then we'll jump into our text for our today. Dear God, we thank you so much for bringing us together one more day, Lord, to come together and to see your word. Dear Lord, I am thankful that you can give revelation in any situation, in any scenario, if we will just open our hearts and open our minds up to what you are trying to speak and minister to us today. And so, Lord, I pray that as we go into this message today, talking about tools and the importance of the right tools, I pray that after people hear this message, they go back into the text for themselves to hear how you are speaking and ministering to their heart. Lord, I ask you to use me today as merely a vessel to be the one holding the words that can be the conduit to someone taking a deeper dive into a relationship with you ultimately so that you are glorified in their behavior and in their acts and in their relationships. We thank you for all these things. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 So before we jump into our message today, because I know some people don't stay for the full time, um, today I woke up and she didn't know I was going to do it, but I'm going to do it anyways. I want to give a special shout out to Idolin. Um, If you are in the Buffalo, New York area, she is a spa owner. It's called Honey Bun Spa, Day Spa, and um, Day Spa. Put, a, put Please put your website in the comments, Idolin, even though you might have to do that reluctantly. Um, the reason I'm giving her a shout out is for two reasons. One of the things is as being a member of Connect and Collaborate and Create, one of the core values is for us to come together and to support each other. And so her spa had been closed due to COVID for many months. And so I am asking that if you're in this area and if you care about holistic treatments or just a good place to go to get a great customer service and pampering experience that you support Honey Buns Day Spa because it is amazing. I know I am a client. So just a sidebar. So anyways, <laughs> um, I know she won't, she better. I'm telling I was going to say, Adeline, if you don't put that website in there, I was going to get you today after this message. And so, um, and so I want to go ahead and talk about our topic for today because I was actually having a conversation with my daughter this morning. And yes, if you see that I get up really early, early in the morning, I got up and we had a conversation. And so after the conversation, I want to say that I think we came to a resolution. But again, in my mind, when it comes to communication, I know that tension brings growth if you feel that it's worth it. And so I wanted to give um, this context or this story to set up our talk for today. So there is a movie called 
my big fat Greek wedding. If you've ever seen it, give me some hearts or give me a number one. And one of my favorite characters in this movie was the father. His name was Michael Constantine. And what he did is in, in it, when I was doing my research for preparing for today, he kept using Windex, Windex to solve like everything. Like Windex, Windex, Windex was his go-to for anything that was a problem. And so as I was reading this research this morning, trying to put in context the whole idea of the father and the Windex, what I read was this, and I thought this was like so profound. It says, um, clearly not. It, what we're saying, it said, the question is, um, is Windex a wonder drug? And it says, clearly not. The ammonia-based cleaner is extremely caustic says the New York, says a dermatologist, so they get all deep with it. But then what it says is what happened and why the father used Windex as a cure-all is because it said, my dad accidentally got Windex on a wart and it started to dry out. So he started to use it for everything. It felt like this one tool because he lucked out and had success. It was the cure-all for everything, which brings us into our text today. So our text for today is coming out of the book of Matthew. It's the seventh chapter starting in the 24th verse. And this is what it says. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had a foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowd was amazed at his teaching because he, caught, he taught as the one who had the authority and not as their teachers of the law. So let's take this text, let's take that example of the Windex, and let's talk about putting it all together on why one tool does not do the trick. So after my conversation this morning with my daughter, I had this revelation about masters of anything, whether you are a master chef, if you're a master carpenter, if you're a master hairstylist, if you're a master um, electrician, if you have the title master, typically when you are approaching a project or your work, the whole experience with the master is different than a person that's new at this game. So what does that look like, Latasha? It looks like if you've ever been somewhere and you've seen a master at something, they usually have like a display of tools, which is interesting as God gave me this experience because I couldn't think of a scenario where I associate master and that master did not have a set of personal tools that are usually what their collection has been to allow them to be a master craftsman at whatever that occupation is. So even if you are a person that considers you're a master in an area, if you think of your arsenal of gadgets and tools and methodologies and the way that you approach the work, it's different than someone who's new in the game. So for myself, when I look at my art or an area that I believe I'm a master in, it's around the area of communication. 
My tools is my ability to do research and to understand people and understand approaches and technology. So in my brain, when I'm having conversations with people, I don't just stick with where we are. I'm able, and I thank God for this gift, I'm able to pull from all of my experiences and all the tools in my toolbox to be able to approach conversations in ways that at the end of it, whatever the goal was that I had in mind, whether I get the results that I want, that is the focus of the conversation. Coupled with that is the fact of the how much does it matter uh, metrics, right? So when it comes to a relationship of love, I understand that when you love somebody, it takes a lot more and it's a lot more work and your tools that you use in the world with other types of relationships may or may not work, but you're not going to give up because love is the foundation of that relationship. I don't know if anyone, if this is resonating with you or maybe it's not. So let me go back to one of those other applications. When I look at a master chef, Usually, if you see a master chef, there's something about them when they're preparing a meal. If you ever are blessed enough to go into the kitchen of someone that's a master in that area, they usually have this bag that they carry with them and they roll out their tools and there's knives and there's sharpeners for the knives and they're dressed appropriately because they know they're going to be on their feet. So their feet are a certain way. They have on a certain uniform so that they can approach work as a master of that. There's a difference between a high-end, professionally trained, experienced chef than a short order cook. So if you put them in a room together and you had a cook-off, this is the thing that is crazy. If you had a cook-off, depending on the audience that you're dealing with, some will appreciate the master and others would appreciate the short order cook. So how is this relevant and why is this important today when we talk about one tool doesn't do the thing? Because what happens in life, when we're, fo we're focusing on different areas, most of us live in a compartmental world, meaning that we approach this way when it's relationships that we love, we approach these situations when there's situations that we say there's not much, um, stake, much at stake in that relationship. And what God showed me today was something that was profound. This is what he showed me. He said, Latasha, if you are growing in your growth to be in the image of Christ, you got to change that mindset. You got to change that mindset that it matters about who you're talking to. Because at the end of the day, as a believer, your highest command is love. The blueprint that you need to follow with your tools are that of the blueprint of the book of the word of God. The approach that you have, the reason why Jesus was so amazing at what he did, in spite of the fact that he's God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus all in one, and he's a trifecta of God, the reason why he was great is because he was a master carpenter, like Jesus was a carpenter, right? He was a master carpenter, but he was able to have transferable skills because the blueprint of love and knowing how to flex and use the appropriate blueprint when he was dealing with people and then using the right tools when he identified this is the blueprint that works with this particular scenario. The reason Jesus was so great is because he was able to say that love was the foundation for all. You see, God has no respective person, nor should we. So the same compassion, the same uh, time, the same level of investment that sometimes we'll give to strangers with our kindness when we say that 
I, you know, I don't really know them. And then we lack that same compassion and kindness with the people that we love and that we're closer to. God had to like do that whole idea of a spiritual spanking today. He had to say to me, Latasha, it's not fair that you bring out your master tool set and you approach a conversation with someone who doesn't have as many tools and doesn't have as many experiences and doesn't have as many things um, and then go into a scenario and think that it's going to be a conversation that's on a level playing ground. What God had to show me today is that Latasha, even though you might be the person that knows how to have a conversation that's based on what makes sense logically, where's the love factor? And so am I getting hung up on the wrong things so that at the end of the day, the building is not built on a solid rock? It's shaky and it's on sand because we're not doing that. I'm not taking the time to build that strong foundation in a way that it needs to be for the house that I'm building on top of it. Let me break it down a little simpler if it seems like I'm talking in circles for somebody who needs to get this today. What that means is, is that if you are entering into relationships and you're finding a lot of conflict and you are the common denominator, and you feel like you're a master at things. What I love about Jesus is even though he was a master, he checked the source of the person he was talking to and he made it applicable to them. So that at the end of the day, they knew he loved them. He was a just God. And yet he still had an impact to have an impact on that person to modify a behavior. It was a transformation transformational conversation or a transformational experience anytime Jesus went in. That's why I love when he would talk to the disciples and even when he would talk to others, he would use parables. So even in this situation, when he's talking about the wise and the foolish builder, he's using a parable so that the people listening to the message could hear it. And because he was a master at communicating and he was a master at knowing who he was talking to, the people who were listening to that message saw him as an authority and not just a teacher like everybody else who knew the words. You ever know that person who talks about stuff because they know how to recite the rules and they know how to recite the directions and they know how to recite the procedure, but they really don't understand how to do the work and how to approach the work as a, as a master on it? There's a difference in that. Like, it's just a whole different experience. It's a difference because what happens is, is that that person says, who am I talking to? Let me communicate with that person where they are. And so for me, I had a shortcoming today because what I realized is, especially with those who I'm like, you should know better. You should know me well enough. One time my son said to me, he's like, you can't win an argument with you because like, that's what you do all day, all night is you communicate with people. And so I had to say to myself, yes, self, you know what? If the goal is love, get out of your profession. And even though you have all these master tools, maybe in this scenario, you're just going to use the one tool so that it's a level playing ground with the person that you're talking to. Even when I work with clients, it's so interesting to me. 
Sometimes I'm working with clients and they're trying to promote a product or a service. And I think I've used this example before. They're trying to sell a product or a service and I'll say to them, so like, who's your customer? And they'll say, well, my customer is this. Actually, I'm gonna use a specific example with an anesthesiologist. No, 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 an esthetician. I was working with this esthetician years ago and she had bought this really fancy piece of equipment. And I was explaining, I was just having a conversation with her. I'm like, so when you approach your clientele, help me understand the value of why someone, when they work with you or they come to you, why it would work. And she kept talking about this machine. And so at one point in the conversation, I said to her, I said this, you appreciate that machine because you know what that machine does. The purple co person coming to you has a skin problem. So you talking about the value of the machine and that's the justification of your price. It's not connecting with your clients. So the reason you're not able to have a premium or an experience like that with your clients and you're not being able to grow your business is because people don't understand the value that you're trying to sell. You're talking about your expertise and they're coming to you with a skin problem. There's a disconnect. There is a disconnect. And the sad part is, if, I'm, if my memory serves me right, she never got that. I don't even know if she's still in business. But yes, she has a couple thousand dollar piece of equipment. So when you are having conversations, when you're trying to build relationships, I just want to leave you with the importance of knowing that it takes more than one tool. It takes more than one blueprint. If you want to be effective, if you want to have that relationship that's built on rock and not on sand, then if you feel that you're a person coming into that conversation with the authority as the master craftsman, then I think what you need to do is you need to understand what Jesus did as he worked out and he showed in love and say to yourself, you know what? Even if you know better, even if you could be right, even if you could blow that person away, is the goal to have a win-lose scenario or is the goal to have a good, strong relationship? And if it is to have a good, strong relationship, then you need to flex to the lowest common denominator in the group or flex to the person that you're talking with so that they can hear you so that you can start to build that relationship together and build that strong foundation so that as you start to face the storms in life, it's built on something that's solid and not something that's built on symptoms and situations. I don't know if this is making sense. If it's making sense to you, let me know that you're with me. Hey, Sam, good morning. Let me know that you're with me because I know there's so many times I missed the mark. So let me talk to the parents in the room. I think this is a particularly dangerous area as a parent because I understand for me, when I go in those scenarios and someone wants me to have a conversation on that, as a mom or a dad, let me speak from a mom. I don't know how men think. I know how moms think, I believe. When we go into scenarios and we're having conversations with our kids, it's that scenario, but it's all that's coupled with it. And so my key takeaway today is, is that there is wisdom and understanding that God loves our kids more than we could ever know. How do I know that? Because he's the one that ultimately had a plan for them before they were formed in your womb. We are just an incubator and a conduit and a manager of his masterpiece. And that's a hard pill to swallow. Because ultimately, if I love them, but I know that God loves them more, there's a scripture that says, train up a child in a way that he'll never depart. 
even when it feels like they're departing, we got to trust that our prayers and the ultimate creator knows best. There's another scripture that talks about how it says, fathers, don't provoke your kids. I think it's to anger or to whatever that word is. I know I'm misquoting the scripture. But basically, it's even when we have good intentions, if the impact lands in a way that it begins to destroy the relationship and, and tear apart the fiber of the relationship, then we need to go back and we need to repent and apologize, number one. And then we need to show up in love, understanding that we're master craftsmen, but we've got years on these, on these little people or young adults that we're managers over and know our role. Sometimes our role is to pray before proceeding into a conversation. That was my takeaway for today. And so I hope that this word encourages you understanding that it's not one tool that helps you to build a masterpiece. It takes a blueprint. It takes time to and analyze what it is that we're trying to build so that we can have a strong foundation so that that building stands in spite of the storm because the whole foundation of it that we were building together is based on love and not our level of love, but the love that God challenges us to have with each and every person that we have a relationship with or an encounter with is to show love beyond anything else. That's how he wants us to do it. Dear God, we thank you so much for this word today. We thank you so much for reminding us the importance of building a strong foundation that's built on love and the blueprint of what you show us in the word of God every day. Lord, you are amazing. You are awesome. When we just spend time with you, you show us and, and take the scales from our eyes and, and show us things in ourselves. If we are willing to surrender, being right or being stubborn or having pride or standing on our position in relationships and context, whether it's a relationship as a parent, as a leader, as a manager, anything that we have authority on in earth, understanding that you have the ultimate authority. And so dear God, I pray that this message encourages somebody to dig into your word today, to see how you're speaking, speaking to their hearts and how you're reminding them that love is the greatest and highest command of all. And that we modify our behavior in any areas that we lack that love. I pray that you reveal it to us today through our conversations and through our relationships. So we thank you for all these things and all this information and all this wisdom. We give you the highest glory and the highest praise in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I will see you again tomorrow on Friday. Have a great day. Um, take care of yourself and make it a good one. Love you. Bye-bye.